Jesus. Shout, Jesus. Hallelujah. It's all about Jesus. The captain of our salvation. What is his name? Jesus. My Lord and my King. Your Lord and your King. What is his name? Jesus. Our eternal Redeemer. What is his name? Jesus. Our way maker. What is his name? The high priest of our profession. What is his name? The one who bore our shame and disease. What is his name? The one who rewrote the story of your life. What is his name? Hallelujah. The guarantee of your future. What is his name? Jesus. Hallelujah. Your present help for today. What is his name? Jesus. The ever living help for tomorrow. What is his name? Jesus. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him glory. Exalt him and worship him. Magnify Jesus. Magnify Jesus. Glorify Jesus. Glorify Jesus. The King of eternity. The King of righteousness. The King of glory. The Prince of peace. The first, the last. The one who reigns victorious. The grave could not hold him. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. 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 Somebody join me to sing. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Sing Savior, 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 Somebody Savior, 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 Jesus, 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 Savior, 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 What is his name? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. 
to God, only wise, immortal, eternal, everlasting, be all glory, dominion, majesty, and adoration, but now forevermore. And all that you have proposed from the foundation of the earth for today's service, we receive with gratitude in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. If you know the Lord will change your story this morning, then give him a shout of hallelujah. You are convinced that a new order will begin in your life and your situations and your circumstances from this hour. Give him a shout of hallelujah. A new order. A new order. A new order. Somebody say a new order. It's beginning in my life, in my situations, my circumstances from this hour. So give him another shout of praise. Glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 4. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 4. And he was in the hinder part of a ship, asleep on a pillow. And he was on the hinder part of a ship, asleep on a pillow. The Lord sleeping? Is that not serious? How can he be asleep and is our Lord? What if we're calling upon him and he's asleep? How will he answer? Of course, you understand the context in which we're reading this. And you understand that this was before the cross. Okay? Hallelujah. And that was because he came as man. Because he was to redeem man. It took man to fall from grace. It will take another man to restore man to grace. So Jesus had to come as man. And as man, he could be tired. As man, he could fall asleep. As man, he had time of sleeping and time of waking up. As man, he could eat. Because we've seen people make dinner for him, invite him to dinner in their houses, reading the Gospels. True or false? Because he was man. As man, he could die. So that was why he could die and shed his blood and redeem us. As God now, he can't die. As God now, he does not sleep. As God now, he doesn't need to move his bowels. As God now, he doesn't need to pass urine. Who is with me this morning? <laughs> but here, the work of redemption was going on. So his humanity is what we begin to see, what we read in the Gospels. Let's read. And he was in the hinder part of a ship asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind seized, and there was a great calm. Order. That's the title of this message. The Lord was asleep on the hinder, pit, uh, hinder part of a sheep on a pillow. One translation says. And a storm, 
a squall, another, another translation says, a squall arose against him. You know what a tsunami is, don't you? A tsunami is an earthquake. I hope you know. But that earthquake begins from the bottom of the ocean. It's not the one that starts from dry land. So there was this violent wind that blew. And who was the target of the wind? Our Lord Jesus and as many as were with him in the boat. Why? The devil knew his mission. The devil knew that he had come to redeem humanity. So let me do something about him and finish him. So what did he bring? Disorder. The devil brought disorder. What did the devil bring? Disorder. Disorder disguised in the form of a storm and a wind. Anytime you find yourself in a storm, anytime you find yourself in an unpleasant situation, anytime you find yourself under pressure, that is disorder. What follows disorder, as far as God is concerned, is order. Where there is disorder, from God's standpoint, order must follow. Order must be restored. This morning there shall be a restoration of order. I say it again. This morning there shall be a restoration of order. Where there has been disorder, there shall be order. Where there is disorder, things are in disarray. Where there is disorder, things are disjointed. Where there is disorder, things don't have beauty. Where there is disorder, there is no calmness. Storms rage where there is disorder. People's minds are agitated where there is disorder. There is palpable fear and tension around that person because there is disorder. There is no satisfaction in disorder. Hallelujah. Actually, there is ugliness in disorder. Where things go ugly and get ugly, there is disorder. But this morning, somebody said this morning, order is coming. My way. Uh, order is coming. My way. Hallelujah. Because it is not everybody that wants order. And some believe that uh, they don't need order. But those who believe they need order... We are the ones I am referring to and addressing this morning. If you have ever lost something precious before, don't you know you need restoration? When order comes, restoration takes place. Hallelujah. You lost the status. You lost the position. You lost an opportunity before. And you, I hear this one say, I don't need order. It's because you don't understand what order is all about. So in order, there is perfect arrangement. In order, there is harmony. In order, there is beauty. In order, there is unity. In order, there is peace. In order, there is satisfaction. In order, there is joy. In order, there is completeness. In order, there is contentment. In order, there is calm. So the squall arose against Jesus in the boat. And his disciples, expert fishermen, who had seen storms before, they were expert fishermen. They were not novices. They were used to the waters of the sea. 
They were used to the raging of the waters, but this one was different. Hallelujah. That was why, having tried everything they could try as a trained fisherman, they had to go to him and say, this is beyond us. Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and he calmed the sea. And he said, peace, be still. He brought order into the midst of disorder. This morning, there shall be order in the midst of every disorder. There shall be order in the midst of every delay. There shall be order in the midst of every denial. There shall be order in the place of every deprivation. There shall be order in the place of every discouragement. There shall be order in the place of every distress. Order. Somebody shout order. Hallelujah. The God we serve is the God of order. The word of God is the word of order. Have you seen a courtroom before? Have you viewed proceedings in church, uh, in, in, in a courtroom, I beg your pardon, before? In a courtroom, there are two boxes for witnesses, generally. And there are two parties. There's the prosecution and there's, there's the defense. So there's a counsel for the prosecution, there's a counsel for the defense. And at times the accused might say he doesn't want a counsel that he will speak for himself. You know it happens like that, lawyers will tell us. Amen. And there are times cross-examination is going on. A counsel is cross-examining or asking questions from the other party in the box or in the dock. And you know, it gets rowdy. And somebody stands in the court and says, order! If you have not uh, gone to court before, you must have seen, uh, is it Isioku or something like that? Somebody shout, order! Or if you've watched uh, Judge, Judge Judy before, we have our own Nigerian equivalent, I've forgotten the name. Funny, funny stories that they take there. And there's this uh, Nollywood actor, or is it Nollywood actor, that, that stands as counsel, you know. The sergeant at arms or something will say, order! And everybody keeps quiet. Where there was noise before, the command of order steals every noise. The Bible says the voice of the Lord. Our brother was talking about that earlier on. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The voice of the Lord is mighty and strong. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Even the cedars of Lebanon into pieces. By the time the cedars are broken, there is calmness everywhere. The voice of the Lord is the voice of order. And the voice of the Lord is speaking over every disorder in this house today. The voice of the Lord is speaking over every disorder in every situation today. The voice of the Lord. Order. Someone say order. So I was saying that our God is a God of order. And we see his order in creation. We see God's order in creation. At times when you are up in the air and the weather is good. When you look down, you see beautiful vegetation. You see everything well. You, when you're on the ground, you won't see it like that. You won't appreciate it like that. He's a God of, of order. You see forests. You see farmlands. You see undulated hills. You see mountains. The mountains in the morning emitting smoke. Order. Hallelujah. 
You, you see the ocean, you see the seas, you see dry land order. Do you know that God balanced the weight of the waters with the weight of dry land so that one will not overweigh the other or outweigh the other so that there won't be a, 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 a disequilibrium, disequilibrium, there won't be disequilibrium. When there's equilibrium, everything is balanced. God balanced the weight of a dry land, balanced the weight of a water's order in creation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you know God balanced the clouds? Clouds, God balanced them. If there's no balance of the clouds, they'll keep falling. At times the clouds are heavy and they stay there. When evaporation takes place and precipitation occurs, rain falls. The clouds empty out and then evaporation starts all over again. Order. The waters from above come down. The waters from down go back up. Order. Hallelujah. They taught us about nitrogen cycle. Different kinds of cycles, you know, going on in the world. Order. Order in creation. We serve a God of order. You can't afford to live anyhow. We must be under order. Because our father is a God of order. Who is with me this morning? Order. Let's look at Job chapter 37 from verse 5. Job 37 from verse 5. I'm reading from the English standard. Job 37. We're going all the way to verse 18. There's order in creation. God thunders wondrously with his voice. He does great things that we cannot comprehend. For to the snow, he says, fall on the earth. Likewise to the downpour, his mighty downpour. He seals up the hand of every man that all, all men whom he made may know it. Then the beasts go into their lairs, their houses, and remain in their dens. From its chamber comes the whirlwind. So the whirlwind has a chamber, has a house where it stays. And the God of order releases them, the whirlwind, when he chooses to. Let's keep reading. From his chamber comes the whirlwind, and cold from the scattering winds. By the breath of God, ice is given. By the breath of God, ice is given. Is ice warm or cold? Ice is cold. So there are times the breath of God is cold. There are times the breath of God is hot. Hallelujah. He is uh, the one who does as he pleases. That woman in, in Mokala Church yesterday was singing the praise of God in English and in Yoruba. How many of us were there? I show you, that's his name. The one who does as he pleases. From the breath of God comes ice. Let's continue reading. Hallelujah. By the breath of God, ice is given. And the broad waters are frozen fast. I've never been to the Arctic Circle before. But if you're a student of geography, you understand the Arctic and the Antarctic. The North Pole is in the Arctic. Amen. Nordic countries are close to the Arctic. Praise the Lord. Nordic countries. I hope I'm not speaking about some, about some people's heads before or uh, here this morning. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You must have had countries like Greenland before. Countries like Iceland before. Their own sea is frozen for the most part of the year. Eskimos live there. They live in igloos. When they want to fish, they take metal, heavy metal bars, and break ice. When they break the ice, fish will come to come and take oxygen, fresh air, and they capture them. That's how, that's how they fish. You can't use nets there. 
net over ice. That ice is coming from the storehouses of the God of creation. In our own case, even when rain is falling, it is hot. The same God is behind what is going on in the Arctic and what is going on in the tropics. The same God. Hallelujah. Let's read on. He loads the thick cloud with moisture. The clouds scatter his lightning. They turn around and around by his guidance to accomplish all that he commands them on the face of a habitable world. Whether for correction or for his land or for love, he causes it to happen. So there are times that nature is speaking correction. There are times nature is speaking preservation. And there are times nature is speaking the love of God. Hallelujah. There are times nature is speaking judgment. There are times nature is speaking sustenance for human life. When rain falls, plantation, vegetation grows. Hallelujah. He's speaking sustenance. And there are times he's just doing it out of his love. And there are times he's doing it to preserve nature itself. Do you understand? Who, who knows how the birds eat? Who knows how the fish eat? Who knows how, how the mountain uh, goats, how, how they mate? Who knows when the lions lie down in the wild, not those in the zoos? Ah. Albert Einstein said, and that's the man who discovered the equation E equals MC squared. He said, I see intelligent design in everything the creator has made. I see intelligent design. There is no one who can tell me that there is no creator behind all these things. Forget the big bang theory. I see intelligent design in all of this. And he was saying, there is God. That from science. From science, he was saying, there is God. There is God. The day the man died, the nurse entered his room and said, Mr. Einstein, you are busy this morning. You need to understand that there were no computers then. So information could not be processed as fast as this. And this man was doing complex calculations. Have you seen complex calculations before? Let me ask you a simple question. Who has seen... Uh, Calculation sheets before. What engineers call calculation sheets? Structural engineers. Help us tell them, sir, what it looks like. When you see, when, I, when this building was under construction, when I saw the calculation sheet of this building, I thought I did further maths in school. We used to call it additional mathematics. I closed it. I couldn't make head or tail of it. By the time you are seeing alpha, you are seeing gamma, you are seeing raw, you are seeing lambda. Some, even, some people don't even, even know what I'm saying. You only know alpha and, and, and gamma, alpha and beta. Hallelujah. This man on the day he was to die was solving complex problems. The nurse said, Mr. Einstein, you are busy this morning. And he was meant to be sick. He said, yes, I'm, I'm very busy. I want to catch God at his latest creation. He was using science to discover who God was. To discover what God put in nature. Ah, listen, where you come from, you are a product of, of a mystery. Do you understand that? You are a product. I'm a product of a mystery. Hallelujah. 
Don't you know how he made you? Fearfully he made you. Wonderfully he made you. Two legs, two feet, two kidneys, two lungs, two eyes, uh -uh. two nostrils. You think he doesn't know? Two ears. Everything. Peer, peer, peer like that. The heart. How many chambers does the heart have? Four chambers. The brain. How many ventricles does the brain? Four. Don't you know there is intelligent design in you? See where he positioned the liver. See where he positioned the pancreas. See where he put the lungs. See where he put the heart. Everything following an order. We serve a God of order. So anytime our lives appears to be going out of order, call your life back to order. Praise the Lord. Somebody shout order. I want to finish this scripture. It says they turn around and around by his guidance to accomplish all that he commands them on the face of a habitable world. Whether for correction or for his land or for love, he causes it to happen. Hear this, O Job. Stop and consider the wondrous works of God. Do you know how God lays his command upon them and causes the lightning of his cloud to shine? Do you know the balancings of the clouds, the wondrous works of him who is perfect in knowledge? You whose garments are hot when the earth is still because of the south wind, can you, like him, spread out the skies hard as cast metal mirror? The works of God. God of order. God of order. God of order. His worship demands order. In the Old Testament, he gave an order for his worship. In the New Testament, he has given us an order for his worship. So in worshiping God, we follow an order. I hope you know. In the Old Testament, the priests must bear their ark, the, the ark on their shoulders. When they failed to do that, what happened? In the days of Uzzah, the oxen stumbled. Uzzah reached out to keep the ark from falling. An angel smote him and he died. Why? They did not follow order. Old King James says they did not follow due order. So there's a due order. Hallelujah. First Chronicles 15 tells us that. Okay, maybe we can quickly read um, from verse 12. First Chronicles 15 from verse 12. And said unto them, you are the chief of the fathers of the Levites. Sanctify yourselves because now David was wiser. He had heard that the ark that they kept in the house of Obed-Edom because of the breach that happened when Uzzah died, that that ark had brought blessing to somebody. The ark led to somebody's death. But the same ark led to another person's blessing. David said, bring it back. Let's bring it back. But this time, let's, let's do it this way. And he said unto them, you are the chief of the fathers of the Levites. Sanctify yourselves, both you and your brethren, that you may bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel unto the place that I have prepared for it. For because you did it not at the first, the Lord our God made a breach upon us, for that we sought him not after the due order. For because you did it not at the first, that is, because the Levites were not the ones carrying it, they put the ark on an oxen. That was, in fact, they, they modernized, they used technology. Hallelujah. Oh, they used technology for a sacred matter. You understand? So they put the ark on a cart drawn by oxen. Where in God's word did God say that was acceptable? Anytime we do something that is contrary to the word of God, you're walking out of line. Be careful. You're walking out of line. Be careful. You're walking out of line. 
Eh, but there is grace. Ah. There is grace. But grace will accept you. But you will suffer the consequences. You don't understand. But there is grace. Pastor, there is grace. I love him and he loves me. There is grace. Now I'm pregnant. There is grace. There is grace. And ladies must listen. You get pregnant. You carry the pregnancy for all those months. All the complications of pregnancy. When complications of pregnancy come in, it's not a, a cause. In fact, it's not, a, it's not even sickness. It comes with the territory. It is to be expected. Ah, I feel like vomiting. Who vomits? Is it the guy or the lady? Who has a morning sickness? Is it the guy or the lady? Who doesn't have appetite for five weeks? Is it the guy or the lady? Who is looking for strange food at 3 a.m. in the morning? Is it the guy or the lady? Strange food, 3 a.m. Alakma. Ekuru. I remember when my wife was pregnant, one of the children, I don't remember which one. You know what her favorite meal was? Kukuyam. I say, Kilokwe. I hate that thing. I don't think I've, I've touched it in the last 47 years or so. Kukuyam. Kimovevji. It's not the guy that will be going through all that. But there is grace. Yes, you can see that there is grace. Hallelujah. And at the end of the day, what if the guy says, you know what? Actually, my, 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 my first love, we went to primary school together. You, you know, actually, actually, she's the one I really love and she's the one I really want to marry. Okay. This life self, this life no balance. Hallelujah. You know, I had a story not too long ago. A man was meant to marry. Uh, he's a lover of many years, you know. They had fixed the date for the wedding. They were outside the country. He came home for the wedding. The wife was meant to join him. But he had had a fling with a lady some months before then. By the time he came back, the lady said, I'm pregnant. Ah. I'm getting married to another person. You are pregnant, okay? Ah. Ha. Ah. Ah. Ha. These are unbelievers, so. Amen. Say so you are pregnant. Say, ha. Ah. What will I do? He now took the phone. He now called his wife. He said, I want to report myself. Mutidano, I have committed an offense. I'm in disorder. He said, I have impregnated somebody. And uh, are you sure you still want to marry me? Thank God for that kind of man, Papa, as an unbeliever. Hey, there are some men that are James Brown or James Bond, oh, seven. They won't tell the one that is pregnant that they are about to get married. They won't tell the one to get, want to get married to that they have impregnated somebody. And there is even somebody else on the side. Uh, let everything roll. Ah, everything will roll in hell. So he said to the lady, he said, I've told you, I've confessed. That's what happened. Are you still interested in going ahead with this marriage? Otherwise, uh, we just... I'm sorry, but it happened. They said the lady slammed the phone. Baggers! Who will not slam the phone? It wasn't the days of mobile phones, so you can slam the phone. Now if you slam your phone, <laughs> you have slammed money. So don't slam your phone, okay? But she slammed the phone. 
Guess what? The following day, there was a knock on the man's door. He opened the door and it was the lady. Ah, you came? She said, we are going ahead with that wedding. Ah, you will still marry me? The lady said, yes, I'm still going to marry you. Ah, now the man was the one who was confused. That's why I said, this life, no balance. He didn't know what to do. They got married though. The lady that was pregnant, she gave birth to, but she gave birth to, pardon my grammar, she gave birth to a steel bath. You know that's wrong grammatically. You don't say she gave birth to a steel bath. She had a steel birth. That's proper. So naturally, the connection, the agreement, the contract between the man and the lady impregnated has uh, terminated. That's the end. Thank God that that woman said we're going ahead with this wedding. Pregnancy or no pregnancy. But I'm simply saying, when your life goes up, they, they were married for many years, for over 40 years. The lady is dead now, you know. The man is still alive. He's in the 70s now. But what am I talking about? When you go out of order, you suffer the consequences. Order. Someone say order. So our God is a God of order. Amen. His worship must be in order. In the New Testament, the order for worship is in spirit and in truth. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Now, God's word carries order. God's word carries order. Hmm. In Genesis chapter 1, we see that from verse 1. There was this order in verse 1. Order was restored in verse 2. Praise the Lord. Theologians have told us thousands of years lie between verses 1 and verses 2 that we just read now. Amen. Because many things happen between verses 1 and verse 2 of Genesis chapter 1. Okay, I want to read Genesis chapter 1 from verse 1 to 2 in the New Messianic version, please. All of that beginning stuff, God Elohim, the living word of God, created the universe and everything in it. The living word of God, Elohim. Created the universe and everything in it. Created the universe. That's different from what you read in King James, regular King James. This one says universe. The universe includes earth. It's more than earth. I hope you, when you are reading the Bible, read well. Oh. Praise the Lord. He created the universe and everything in it. The stars, the galaxies, everything in it. The lunar system, the solar system, everything in it. And the earth became without void or without form. And the earth became new mesonic. And the earth became. That's not what you have in King James, New King James, Amplified, Living Bible, and so on. That's not what you have there. Amen. Those ones say, and the earth was void. And the earth was void and without form and darkness. This one says became. There's a difference in between was and became. I hope you understand. I hope we understand. I need you to be here, please. And the earth became without form. So something happened that made the earth to become without form. The rebellion of the devil, the rebellion of Satan led to all that. So the earth became, when disorder sets in, disarray sets in, disunity sets in, confusion sets in, this, 
everything becomes disjointed. So the earth became without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of a deep. And the Spirit of God, Elohim, Messiah, pre-incarnate, moved upon the face of the waters. See that? So there was disorder, there was chaos, and then order came. Genesis 1 and verse 3. Genesis 1 and verse 3. How did order come? God said. 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 How will order come? God said. How will order come? What God says is how order will come. How will order come? By the word of God. So order came by God said. Now, so we want to read Genesis chapter 1 and verse 3 in another translation. Because we need to capture some of these things in the original meaning. If you have a Young's literal translation, why else? Young's literal. Let's go. Genesis 1 and verse 3. If you don't have it, I'll read it from here. Just verse 3. And God said, let light be and light is. And God said, let light be and light is. And God said, let light be and light is. And God said, let light be and light is. And God said, let light be and light is. And God said, let light be and light is. Let light be. Whatever God speaks to to be has to be. So if God is speaking to your business this morning, it has to be. If God is speaking to your body, your physical body this morning, it has to be. If God is speaking to your marriage this morning, it has to be. God said, let light be. And it does not say, and light was. Old King James says, and light was. This one says, and light is. That's the original. And light is up till now. Light is up till now. Light is. The universe is shooting at the speed of what? Light today. There are galaxies discovered 17 million light years away. You know what the speed of light is? 186,000 miles per second. And they have discovered galaxies that are 17 million years away from planet Earth. Because light is, that light is still shooting. That light is God's divine energy and plan. Light is. Why is light is? Because you are. Light is because you are. Light is because you are. Today we are the light of the world. We are the light of cosmos. We are here. The church is here. Light is. And God said, let light be and light is. You are. If light is not, you cannot have order out of your disorder. If light is not, there will be no solution to the problems and challenges we face. Who is with me this morning? Somebody say, order. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say, light is. Light is. Light is. Light is. Who is the light of God? Jesus. Light is. Jesus is not Jesus was. Jesus is Jesus is. <laughs> Jehovah God is not I was. Jehovah God is I am. Hallelujah. If you like, I is. But that's not what he said. He said, I am. In the now, I am. Yesterday, I am. Tomorrow, I am. I, I don't grow. I don't change. 
I don't reduce, I don't diminish. I am none. Hallelujah. I am. Praise God. When there is famine, I am. When there is plenty, I am. When there is rain, I am. When there is snow, I am. Hallelujah, I am. And you are in I am. Oh, glory. I say you are in I am. <laughs> I say you are in I am. Your yesterday, I am. Your today, I am. Your tomorrow, you are in I am. Hallelujah. That's why I said we come from a mysterious source. Stop looking down on yourself. Let your knowledge of who you are line up with what God's word says. Praise God. I am. I am. Light is. Order. Order. The word of God is the authentic force of dominion here on earth. Because order came when God said... So it is God's word. So the word of God is the authentic force of dominion on earth. The word of God is the recognized, approved, and sanctioned form of authority on earth. Hallelujah. It is the authority for order. Recognized, approved, sanctioned authority for order. Hallelujah. Do you know you can speak to storms and say, peace be still. How many of you have prayed and addressed the clouds before? When you see rain about to fall, how many times have you stretched your little finger to say, no, not now. In the name of Jesus, go back to where you came from. Do you know you can do that? I do it many times. This morning in the house, Around past seven, it began to rain. I say, Sunday morning, I say, no. I say, I rebuke you. You know, usually what I do, I divert the clouds to the sea. Those living around there, want to go, praise the Lord. There are days. The rain will still fall. But I kid you not, most of the time, minutes after I prayed that prayer, come and see sunshine that broke through in my area. And we have some solar, something, something. Those ones started picking up. I said, yes, that's it. Uh -huh. That's it. Uh -huh. That's it. I said, Father, thank you. Use your authority. God's word is this recognized, approved, and sanctioned authority for order. God's word is the force of dominion here on earth. Use it. Use it. God's word is his creative, curative, and restorative ability on earth. Who is with me? God's word is his creative, restorative, and what did I say? Creative, curative, and restorative agent on earth. The word of God. Creative, curative. Restorative, it can create, it can bring the visible out of the visible, the word of God. It can cure, curative, something or someone is sick, ill, it will cure it, hallelujah. It, the, the word of God can cure a nation, amen. Uh, because our land needs healing 
And God said, if my people who, will call, uh, my, who are called by the name will humble themselves, seek my face and cry out to me in prayer. He says, then I will hear from heaven and I will do what? Heal their land. Curative. Amen. The word of God is curative. The word of God is restorative. Hallelujah. Oh, let's quickly read some scriptures. And then we go where we want to go. John chapter 9. Creative. From verse 6 to 9. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground. This was in the case of a man who was born blind. He never had eyes. Amen. So where the eyes were supposed to be, I don't know what was there. He never had eyes. So that man needed a creative miracle. If you need a creative miracle here this morning, the word of God is no respecter of persons. He can create things for you. He can create. Hallelujah. If you need a creative miracle from God, ask him. Ask him. Creative. The man bomb line. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle. And he anointed the eyes of a blind man with the clay. And said unto him, let me quickly pause there. Out of the dust of the ground, the Lord God formed the man that he had made. And he breathed into him his spirit. And man became a living, speaking soul like God. So from where was the body of man formed? From the dust. Hallelujah. So when this man's uh, miracle was to begin, what did Jesus do? He took clay. He spat into it. He took sand, spat into it, made clay. Because out of the dust of the ground, he was telling them, I was there at the beginning. I'm here again. What I did with the first man, I'm doing with this man. Hallelujah. I have the authority to do it. I'm sanctioned to do it. I have the right to do it. Hallelujah. It's in my place to do it. I'm Messiah pre-incarnate, the living word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, you carry power, but you may not be aware of it. And if you're not aware of it, you will suffer like those who are ordinary. Praise the Lord. May we rise up to who we are in God. May we rise up to who we are in Christ for those who are in Christ. Because some think church is just a place to come, you know, and uh, keep up an appearance. No, 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 no. Hallelujah. You are a product of fire. You are a product of fire. You are a product of fire. Creative. Okay, let's read. Verse 7. And said unto him, go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. Because he was trying to tell him, I'm sent to do this. He went his way therefore and washed and came seeing. The neighbors therefore and they which before had seen him that he was blind said, Is not this the, the man that sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others said, He is not like him. But he said, I am he. I am the one. Amen. It was a creative miracle. They had never seen that man like that before. He too had never seen that before. He was seeing that for the first time. He was seeing with the eyes for the first time. Unlike the man who needed a restorative miracle. The man who needed a restorative miracle had sinned before and then became blind. We don't know whether he had cataract. We don't know whether he had glaucoma, but he became blind. Let, let's read that one. Mark chapter 8 from verse 22. And he cometh to Bethsaida, and they bring a blind man unto him, and besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand, and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes, and put his hands upon him, he asked him if he saw aught. 24. And he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. After that, he put his hands again upon his eyes and made him look up and he was restored and saw every man clearly. In verse uh, 24, the man said, he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. Why did he see men like trees walking? He had seen men walk before. Uh, so he knew how men walk. But what he saw did not look like the way men normally walked because he used to have sight. This was a restorative miracle. Hallelujah. The iron axe head will float again. I said the iron axe head will float again. 
I said the iron axe head will float again. Who is with me this morning? The iron axe head will float again. That was a restorative miracle. I said the iron axe head will float again. Whatever was lost and dead is coming back to life. It shall be found. It shall be seen. Hallelujah. He will restore you on the strength of his word. He will restore you. Restoration is part of order. He will restore you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Curative, curative miracles on the strength of the word of God. On the strength of the word of God. <laughs> the man at the pool of Bethsaida, he was cured. He had been there for how many years? 38 years, bedridden. Bedridden. Have you, have you considered this aspect before? The man was bedridden. There were no adult diapers in his day and time. He was bedridden. He had no form of ambulatory capability. He was not ambulant, in other words. He was bedridden. You know what it means to be bedridden? When bed sores come, bed sores. You know what bed sores are? Bed sores. When, when someone is bedridden, he's on the same spot for a long time. So, pressure spots break out, usually around the buttocks. Amen. Terrible wounds that smells, the odor. Hell. And then for him to move his bowels, to pass excrement and urine without diapers, even if there were diapers, would he not need a man to help him change his diapers? If he had someone that he was paying for the first one year, okay. First five years, okay. First 15 years, okay. Wouldn't they get tired? 20 years, 25 years, 30 years, 35 years, 38 years. The man said, everybody has deserted me. I have no help. See the name. He said, I have no help. They have all gone. He said, this is my only hope. This river, this pool, that an angel must come and steer. Okay, please don't distract me. He did not know that the owner of the pool, the person of the pool, the personification of the pool was the one addressing him. The author of life, the author of death was the one addressing him. What did Jesus say? Say, rise up, carry your bed and walk. He didn't say be healed. He said, rise up, carry your bed and walk. The man was, he was cured, he was healed. He was restored. Everything happened at the same time. Creative miracle, creative miracle, restorative, everything happened in that life. Like that. Listen, God's word is the agent of his glory and power. And this is not theory. It is what you can experience by yourself. It is what I can experience by myself. Hallelujah. It is what I have been experiencing anyway. Amen. Uh, the word of God brings the, uh, the sin out of the unseen. So the fact that you don't see something does not mean you can't enjoy it. The fact that you don't see something does not mean you cannot have it. If you have God's word, you have that thing. If you have God's word, you have that thing. Faith is the title, th the title deed of things uh, not seen. The title deed. You haven't seen it, but you carry the title. <laughs> it's yours. Legal ownership. Title is yours. By faith, eventually it will manifest. Who is with me this morning? Hallelujah. Order, 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 order. So every voice that is contrary to order 
hear the voice of order this morning in the name of Jesus. Any noise is silenced by the order of God. Noise. Every noise around you, I command them to be silent in the name of Jesus. Every noise around you, every noise around you, order says be quiet. Spirits that peep and mutter from darkness, they, they peep and mutter in darkness and they throw darts and arrows into light. We command them to scatter. Today, on the strength of the order of God, whatever has been tormenting and disturbing your peace, ah, hear the word of order. The word of order says no more. No more. In the name of Jesus. No more. No more. Everything that is disjointed and, and is in disarray around your life. Everything that has fallen out of sequence. You know where things are out of sequence. They don't follow a pattern. So we can't see a pattern. Whatever is out of sequence in your life. The word of order is saying be restored today. In the name of Christ Jesus. Where there is sickness. Sickness and infirmity in your body. Order says be made whole. Be made whole. Order says be made whole. Order says be made whole. When you are whole, you are complete. <laughs> Order says be made whole. Meaning no sickness, no pain. Some years back, there was a healing line. We had a worship and healing service. And I laid hands, and I laid hands upon a particular lady. Forgetting what she had told me. She was scheduled for surgery. She had a cyst in the ovaries. And hands were laid upon her. And she went for the surgery. And they, did, they didn't find the cyst anymore. It had disappeared. It had vanished. It had vamoosed. My wife was not meant to be able to conceive because of fibroids. Fibroids. Of course, you know that I'm a father of children. I'm even a grandfather. Fibroids. 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 They say she has to do surgery. We did not do surgery. We stood where? On the word of God. And anytime she does uh, routine checks and so on, they say, oh, have you had fibroid in the past? They ask her, did you remove it? No. They say, we can see traces. Trace, Nori. Hallelujah. She wasn't meant to conceive. I'm saying there's nothing that the word of God cannot make to happen. So if you have been holding on to the word of God and it has not happened, and you now begin to wane, and you now begin to wane, and, you now begin, and your conviction level begins to go down and go down, you have subscribed to the trick of the devil. Don't give in to the devil. Hey, be a man of the word. I'm talking to you. Be a man of the word. I'm talking you in particular. Be a man of the word. Don't give in to discouragement. The devil tries that with us. And you've been confessing, confessing, confessing. Has it happened? You better forget this thing and try something else. No. Listen, to whom else shall we go? Thou alone has the words of eternal life. Hallelujah. 
Don't forget, the word of God is his force of dominion on earth. Don't forget, the word of God is recognized, approved, sanctioned as his agent of authority on earth. Don't forget. Amen. So every distortion shall be fixed. Every malfunction shall be fixed. Whatever is malfunctioning. It could even be a piece of equipment that you own. Are you hearing me this morning? Whatever is malfunctioning. And I'm saying whether animate or inanimate. Whether animate or inanimate. Have you spoken to your car before? Have you spoken to your car before? A car that is meant to be a blessing. A car that is meant to serve you. It now becomes a source of draining your finances. And you say, anybody I know that wants to buy that model of car, I will advise the MRRMO. Have you spoken to that car? You think inanimate things can't hear God's word? Don't you know what we call inanimate came out of nature? Don't you know God's word produced nature? Even those on medication, do you know you should speak to your medication? That medication came from nature. It's chemicals that they walked upon that they took from trees in nature. When Pastor Leia was doing his bench work in Scotland, he ventured from veterinary reproduction into pharmacology. And he extracted some compounds. If that were to be outside the country, that man should be a very wealthy man because his head is very correct. Anyway, part of, so when he was attending seminars in pharmacology, and this was many years ago, this was maybe 12, 13 years ago or so, this was many years ago, he got to know that what science is doing now is to send marine biologists to the depths of the sea, the seabed, the seabed. Not fuel, 500 naira per liter. Not stealing and corruption. Marine biologists go to the seabed, go and get fresh flora and fauna for research because many, many viruses and bacteria and fungi have been defined and antibiotics that we have out there. They've grown resistance to the antibiotics. All this, uh, help me, you know. Um, who's the father of uh, penicillin? I remember, remember his name. Ian Fleming, you know. See, since Ian Fleming, they are still using penicillin-based antibiotics up to now. Hallelujah. Amoxicillin, cloaxicillin, all those things. Eh? Flora and fa Why? They want to make a new line of antibiotics. It's coming from where? Nature. God's word produced nature. Let the waters be gathered to one side that dry land may appear. And it was so. And the waters he called the seas. And the dry land he called the earth. Product of the word of God. And you are not speaking God's word to those things. You say, hey, it's inanimate. Says who? Continue spending money on that car. And the car that you have used. There was a time. I, I have a car. I, I like that car. Nice car. Powerful car, powerful car, like it. But there was a time, the mechanics did not understand. They bought like they brought like four, five mechanics. They came four, five different mechanic specialists. Those ones who say they don't have time Monday to Monday to Saturday, but they can only come and have a look on a Sunday. The mechanic will leave church, go there, take them there. They will look at it. He spent five months with them. They didn't understand. But there was one boy. 
who was working as apprentice with another mechanic in the compound who said, I can fix that car. But the two bosses, the boy's boss and my own mechanic are not on good terms. So how will the boy's boss release him to work on that car and how will my own mechanic allow him to work on that car since he's not on talking terms with his boss? See me that they now brought in the middle. I said, Oga, I said, please, don't worry. For my sake, leave this boy. Let him walk on it. Then why are you fighting? He said, I don't know the problem with that man. I said, God will touch him. Anyway, this guy fixed the car. And because I had to speak God's word. That it was then I remembered that. Uh-uh. It is meant to be a blessing. And I have a nickname for that car. I hope you can, you know, you can give your car a nickname. Big Ben, that's his name. Big Ben. Say, you are a blessing. You are not a cause. Hear God's word. Hey. When they say they fixed it, I say it's a lie. I say, but, but let me see. Me that I pray, I say it's a lie. See unbelief. They say, we, we've done it. I say, hey, really? I drove it. I got my groove back. So I put on my lane. I say, hey, I'm back. My wife will say, you are Timothy. See? <laughs> she leave me. But I spoke God's word to it. Learn to speak God's word. Order. Somebody say order. The devil doesn't want you to have order. The devil wants you to be in a state of constant turmoil. Learn to release the word of order. Now, let me round up. To be in order. To be in order. To enjoy order. Always follow the plan. Number one. Always follow the plan. The plan is a plan of order. In fact, the plan itself contains the order. Different levels of order. Different things that go into the picture. The plan, the building plan, the architectural plan, structural plan, mechanical and electrical, uh, electrical plan of this building. Everything works into one. A brother was in church last Sunday. And uh, he was here in Ibadan when this building was under construction. And for many years, for over 15 years or so, or 16 years, he hasn't been in, in church. So he came last Sunday. He said, ah, so this is what it looks like now. Ah, then I didn't understand what it looked like. It was in the plan all along, but work was in pro- pro- progress. There is a plan that contains you. You haven't seen it because work is in progress. You are not there yet because work is in progress. They are still bringing brick, adding brick to brick. They are still bringing reinforcement, putting reinforcement in place, casting columns and beams and so on. Yes, work is still ongoing. Amen. You haven't seen me. Help me tell your neighbor, you haven't seen me. McCoy, you haven't seen me. I'm still evolving. I'm still evolving. Tell somebody, I'm still evolving. Hallelujah. I'm still evolving. An evolution, evolution, not revolution. An evolution is going on. I'm still evolving. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. You are still evolving, sir. How old was Moses? When he entered into his ministry. Tell me the age of Moses when he entered into his ministry. 80 years old. 80 years old. At 40, he had not entered into his ministry. He knew something was there. He was scratching it on the surface. The next 40, he went for training, preparation for the ministry. At 80, 
the work now started. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Follow the plan. Follow the plan. Apostle Paul said, I follow the plan. He said, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. He said, I follow the plan. He said that in Acts chapter 19 and verse 15. <laughs> but, so, if, if you are taking notes from verse 15 to 19, but I just want to read verse 19 because of time. Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. Why? He was following the plan. What God showed him, that he was a voice unto the Gentiles. He was not disobedient to that vision. He kept following. And uh, the devil knew him. Demons knew him. Praise the Lord. Demons knew him. Why do I say that? Don't forget that in verse 15 of Acts 19, the evil spirit answered the seven sons of Sceva. What did the evil spirit say? They say, Paul, we know. Jesus, we know. But who are you? The evil spirit brought out the name of Paul and said, Paul, we know. That may not appear extraordinary. But to now equate the name of Paul with Jesus. And then they now said, Jesus, we know. Meaning, they saw sameness in the name of Apostle Paul and in the name of Jesus. And for the believer, it should be, I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ that liveth in me. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith, Galatians 2, I live by the faith of the Son of God who gave himself for me. So the life I now live, the life Apostle Paul now lived in the flesh, he was living the life of Jesus. So Paul was synonymous with Jesus. Hallelujah. Why? Because he followed the plan. Because he followed the plan. So that was a life in order. Because he followed the plan. Don't forget the plan. Don't go outside God's word. The word says love, love. The word says pray, pray. The word says win souls, win souls. The word says give offering, give offering. Don't go outside the plan. Hallelujah. The word says forgive, forgive. Hallelujah. Number two, be subject to divine authority. If you are not under order, you cannot exercise order. Be subject to divine authority. If you are not under order, you cannot exercise order. You cannot command order. You have no grounds to decree order if you are not under order. Some are not under authority because they have a choice. Because they can choose to obey God and they can choose to disobey. They only obey what is convenient. Obedience uh, discounts the place of convenience. You obey whether it is convenient or not. Hello, church. Some do conditional obedience. They obey as long as their feathers are not ruffled. They obey as long as it's not going to hurt their pride. They obey as long as their comfort will not be affected. But anything that will stress me, I'm sorry, I can't do. Doctor to evangelism, I'm sorry, it's not for me. Belong to an activity in church, I'm sorry, I don't have time. Time, that time gone, you and that time gone. Because you forget that time is borrowed life. 
we are tenants of times and seasons. Tenants. You know, tenant? You know who a tenant is? He's not the owner. He has only executed an agreement to lease for a while, for a duration, a property that belongs to another. Hallelujah. Tenant. Help me with the Yoruba word for tenant. Kilojeo. Oya. Be. To ya means to borrow. Pastor, Pastor Amen. Ya be. Be living. Ya borrow to live in. Tenant. Ayalegbe, the one who borrows a house to live in. So if he borrowed it, it's not the owner. Who is the owner? What's the name of the owner? Landlord. That's the name of the owner. We are tenants of times and seasons. Saturday is the only day I have to go to the salon to make my hair. Saturday is the only day that I have to socialize with my friends. So church cannot take Saturday from me. Here you are. You are Sunday, Sunday. You don't come on Tuesday. You are not in intercessory. You don't come on Wednesday for Bible study. You don't come from Friday for hotline to heaven meeting. They are saying come on Saturday. You say Saturday is the day I go to salon. Saturday is the only time I have for myself to attend the, uh, parties and weddings and so on. Tenants dictating to the landlord. Tenants dictating to the landlord. What do you think the landlord will do one day? Ah, the only time I was a landlord, I prayed and I said, Lord, let this car pass over me that I would never try it again. To live in the same house with my tenant, I said, never. My wife said she wanted to do a master's. This was many years ago. Master's in uh, something, something, managerial psychology, blah, blah, blah. When I asked how much is the school fees, and they told me, I said, ah, Pastor Nimi, I said, I'm a pastor. It was a lot of money way back then. So when I said, what do we do? He said, ah, I'm not running the salon anymore, the BQ. We have a two-bedroom BQ. They said, the BQ is lying for the less let it. We list it out. We got a tenant. We said, we want a married man and so on, responsible Christian, born again. The agent said, I've interviewed him. He's responsible. He's, uh, in fact, his wedding is next month or so. So uh, we said, okay. Ha. Ah. What my eyes saw. I said the man was not married. And he was not a Christian. He will bring, even he will bring a Olosho into the house. Prostitutes. He will bring them into the house. Ah. And you say I should not pray. One day, a girlfriend was outside a prostitute was inside. The girlfriend could not enter. The prostitute could not come out. The girlfriend now went to the side of the house by the fence and started throwing stones inside the bus cutters and was cursing the boy and cursing the girl inside. And opposite my house, Baba and Mama Labi, retirees, fine Christian elderly couple in their 80s, are the ones living there. Baba now called me. Then we still had night telephone. Baba now called me on the phone. And said, Tolu, I said, sir, Kilo washi wa tibola lete wa so and one roti o dabe yesi rayilano. He said, what's wrong with Bolani and I? Why are we saying such 
terrible words to one another. Yesterday, hey, Jacob, also, you couldn't allow us to say, ah. I said, Baba, I'm coming to see you. So now I went to and said, Baba, it's 10 9 to, I'm not the one, no. He said he was a married man, no. He told us a lie, no. In fact, I've told him to go. And I, I, I will never do this again in my life, no. I called you, I passed my boundary. Honest, I'm serious. I went to her, I said, God, if you deliver me from this, I will. I can have a property that I will let out, but I won't live there. Eh, ha. His rent did not expire before he left. He had two more months before he left. Ah, I said, Father, thank you. I said, if you do it for me, I will testify. Again, I've testified now. <laughs> so you are not the owner of times and seasons. <laughs> so be subject to divine authority. Remember what that centurion said in Matthew chapter 8 from verse 5. He said, speak thou the word in only. For I also am a man under authority. Jesus said, do you understand what's going on? He said, this man understands spiritual principles. We should understand spiritual principles. Amen. Be subject to spiritual authority. You must be in order to exercise order. Let's quickly read 2 Corinthians chapter 10. From verse 3 to 6. I'll read from the Passion Translation. For although we live in the natural realm, we don't wage a military campaign, employing human weapons, using manipulation to achieve our aims. Instead, our spiritual weapons are energized with divine power. Do you see that? Your spiritual weapons are energized with divine power to effectively dismantle the defenses behind which people hide. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of a true knowledge of God. We capture, like prisoners of war, every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. I want to repeat that. We capture, like prisoners of war, every thought. So every thought that is negative to the word of God, capture it and insist it obeys the anointed one. Since we are armed with such dynamic weaponry, we stand ready to punish any trace of rebellion as soon as you choose complete obedience. As soon as you choose complete obedience. Old King James says, and is ready to revenge all disobedience once our own obedience is complete. This one says, as soon as you choose complete obedience. You cannot exercise order if you are in disorder, if you are in disobedience. Hallelujah. Finally, Purity. You want to live a life of order. Live pure. Live holy. Purity and holiness. Purity and holiness. Purity and holiness. Purity and holiness. Guess what? Holiness is your responsibility. Righteousness is his responsibility to us. So, for he made him, 2 Corinthians 5, he made him to be sin for us. So, he became sin that we might be made the righteousness of God by him. So, there was an exchange. Jesus took our sins, gave us his righteousness. If it were to be our righteousness, that one is 
like a woman's menstrual clothing. Before sanitary towels and tampons and so on came, it was normal clothing that mothers of many years used to use. Hallelujah. So there was an exchange of our sin for his righteousness. He was made sin for us. We were made righteous for him. There was an exchange. That's righteousness. But holiness, holiness, holiness is your responsibility. Work it out. It's my responsibility. Work it out. Hallelujah. Work out your responsibility. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 8. Can you bring it up? Is this thing working? Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 8. What does it say? Let thy garments always, okay, it's there. Let thy garment be always white and let thy head lack no ointment. Let, somebody say let. Or allow. It's telling us that is our responsibility. Let thy garment always be white. When it is white, it is without blemish. It is without stain. Hallelujah. It is uh, incorruptible. Let your garment always be white. Then your head will not lack ointment. If the garment is not white, there will be no ointment. Ointment there is the anointing of the Spirit of God, the power of God. And you cannot speak order outside authority. Jesus said, peace be still, because the anointed one was speaking and addressing the elements of weather. Hallelujah. You're here, you live in sin, you toy with sin, you even have pet sins. Things that you cover up, you go there, you open up, you enjoy, you close it up again, you put on your facade as though nothing had happened. And you say, me too, I want order. Wrong people. It's true. Because we cannot continue in sin and say grace should abound. By no means. One tradition says, certainly not. Another one says, God forbid. Hallelujah. Praise God. Purity. Holiness. Let thy garment always be white. And your head will lack no ointment. Let your head lack no ointment. Amen. Be ye holy that bear the vessels of the Lord. Be ye holy that bear the vessels of the Lord. <laughs> Nadab and Abihu, what did they do? They fell out of order. I don't have time to read. Nadab and Abihu, what did they do? They fell out of order. They offered incense to the Lord. You will think it is incense to the Lord. It is to worship the Lord. But the Lord did not command that one. It was not in the laws. You know, who did God give the commands and the instructions to? Moses. Moses in turn will now give it to Aaron. Aaron in turn will now give his own sons. Are we getting it? That was the order. God is a God of order. Revelations. Do you know it was the revelation of Jesus Christ that he gave unto John through his angel. So, Jesus, the angel, to John, and John to the churches. God is a God of order. Everything is in levels with God. You know levels? Everything with God is in levels. So, 
and that had been from the Bible from the beginning. That fire was strange. Nada banabihu were not commanded to offer that incense. So as they were putting fire to the incense to burn it before the Lord, a strange fire proceeded from within the veil and consumed them. Guess what? Aaron was not meant to mourn. Was not meant to cry. Two sons in one day, burnt like that. He was not meant to cry. If he cried, he'll, he'll become unholy. God said, I did not command that fire. Be ye holy that be at the vessels of the Lord. Purity and holiness. You'll be in order. You won't be out of order. Hallelujah. I won't define holiness to you. I will simply say whatever we do that makes God's presence comfortable with us is holiness. Whatever. Because humans have codes. <laughs> and our codes, do you know the ways of God are far higher than our ways? Put on jewelry. Don't put on jewelry. There are people who don't wear jewelry who are worse than the devil. As far as that one is concerned, it's moderation you need. Don't look like a Google now. One man, in one video I saw one day, one man said, wait, 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 wait. He was addressing his wife or so. He said, wait, wait, wait. There's something. So the lady was still because she knew the man wanted to help him. You know what he did? He removed her eyelashes. He removed the first, did you see that video? He removed the first one. He removed the second one. He said, huh, okay, now you're okay. The lady felt disappointed. Extra one, she was there. You look like a Google character. Some people, they do uh, facials. What do you call that? A brighter makeup, you know? What do you call it now? When they paint their face. Ha. See, it doesn't look like you anymore. At times I pass by them. And they say, Pastor, good morning. I say, Madam, good morning. It's me, eh, mommy. I say, you. I say, ah, okay. It's you, eh, you ah. Because why must you do something and it doesn't look like you anymore? Some people, the one you do by yourself makes you beautiful. But when you now go and bring those people and they come with their suitcases. Sorry, it's not suitcases, it's portmanteau. They bring it and then they put on their lights and they sit on their stool and say, yeah, turn, turn your head this way. And they paint you, paint you, paint you, paint you, paint you, paint you. Foundation, concealer, something, something, something. She like it. And then they bring photographer and say, take the picture. And it's not looking like you. I take a picture of a stranger. For goodness sake, be real. By the way, that doesn't make you holy or unholy. Amen. I'm simply saying that uh, uh, let's do moderation. Bagbinga, moderation. Is your wife not beautiful? Oh, yeah, ask me, is my wife too not beautiful? So why must they look like a Google? Hallelujah. Ah, praise God. <laughs> Amen. Follow the plan. The subject of divine authority. Live pure, live holy. Let us pray. Order, 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 order. No falling out, no falling in. Everything must fall in place. Everything must fall in place. No disorder, no disarray, no confusion, no storm. Only peace, only beauty, only God's pattern, God's arrangement, God's plan.
in your life. No shame, no reproach, no pain, no affliction, only order. No shame, no pain, no disgrace, no affliction, only order. No lack, no lack, no demotion, no setbacks, only order. Please stand to your feet and speak order to specific areas of your life. The word of God is the word of order. The word of God carries order. So speak the word of order to those specific issues. Your business was okay in the past and then things started going down, going down, going down, going down. Speak order and arrest the slide. Speak order and arrest that downward slide. Order. 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 Order in the name of Jesus. Order. 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 Speak order to your own life. Order. Order to your prayer life. Order to your study life. Order to your ministry. Order to your work with God. Order. Lord, I speak order to my life. Order to my prayer altar. Order to my study altar. Order to my altar of obedience and worship and consecration. Order. Lord, I choose to follow your plan. I remain subject to your authority all my days. Help me to walk in purity and holiness by the power of your spirit. Order. Cause me to hear your voice clearly. To understand your divine will and purpose clearly. Order. Under order, you take instructions. You take instructions. You take instructions. Trust the Lord for clarity of hearing. So that you will hear God clearly. You will always know what to do. Clarity. Lord, I ask you for clarity. Clarity of instructions. Clarity in my hearing. Clarity, oh God. Unto order. Unto order. Unto order. Clarity. That I will always know what to do. That I will never be confused all my days. Order. That's my portion. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Are you praying for yourself? Are you praying for yourself? Tell the Lord it's your turnaround season and it begins now. My turnaround season is here. My turnaround season has come. It begins now. I enter into rest because this is my turnaround season. I enter into rest because this is my turnaround season. I enter into rest because this is my turnaround season. Everything turns around. Everything turns around for good for me from now. In the name of Jesus, everything turns around for good for me, for my spouse, for my children and their children from now. In the name of Jesus, a turnaround. A turnaround. A turnaround. Lord, let the old give way to the new. Let the old give way to the new. Let the old order give way to the new order. I welcome the new order. I receive the new order. I decree the new order in the name of Jesus. Lord, I receive new wine. I run on new wine. I run on new wine in the name of Jesus. I advance on the strength of new wine. New wine in the name of Jesus. New wine. Thank you. 
New experiences, receive new experiences. New experiences. The same situation, but new experiences. It was the same water, but it was a new experience. It was the same boat, but it was a new experience. It was the same fishing net, but it was a new experience. In the same situation, new experiences. In that same business, new experiences. In that same marriage, new experiences. In that same venture, new experiences. Peter had a new experience. It was the same boat, the same uh, water, the same net. But the word of God says, launch out your nets. Launch out into the deep. Let down your nets for a catch. He launched out into the deep. Let down his net for a catch. And they enclosed a great multitude of fish. Let new experiences begin in the lives of men and women and boys and girls, in businesses, in jobs, in careers, in ventures of your people from this hour. New experiences in the name of Jesus. Let every drought and dryness give way to rain and increase in the name of Jesus. Let every struggle, every struggle give way to ease and comfort. Let there be divine acceleration. Let there be divine acceleration. Let it translate to divine promotion in the name of Jesus. For every trouble, there is double coming your way. For every trouble, there is double coming your way. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You want me to pray for you? You want to make peace with Jesus? You want Jesus to be the Lord of your life? And you say, Pastor, pray for me. Just raise up your hand above your head. People are sitting down, that's fine. But please, all heads bowed, all eyes shut. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him will not perish but have eternal life. And this is life eternal that they may know you the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. You want eternal life? It is by knowing Jesus. You want to be a covenant child? It is by knowing Jesus as Lord and Savior. And it is simple. Surrender your heart to him. He will accept you. If you are raising the hand, raise it above your head. I want to pray for you. That's all. I want to pray for you. That's all. Whether up on the gallery or down here. Is somebody up? Oh, there's a hand there. Okay, I can't see. Yes, God bless you. Who else this morning? Who else this morning? If you're raising the hand, just stand to your feet. Place that hand across your chest. And say this after me. Nobody's looking at you. Nobody's looking at you. And say, Lord Jesus, it is my hour. It is my turn. It is my time. Forgive my sins, forgive my past, give me a new life. I ask you to give me a new beginning from today. And I will serve you all my days because you gave me your life. Thank you for saving me. And so for these ones, I receive the assurance of salvation. And those doing so online as well, for them, the assurance of salvation. And Lord, grace to walk this walk and grace to enjoy your richness and your beauty comes upon them from today. Sin will not have dominion over them. And it's a new order in their lives from now. 
everything falls in place and Jesus is glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you are sick in your body, I want to pray for you as I put the microphone down. If you are sick in your body, I want to pray for you. There's sickness, there's pain, there's discomfort in your body. I want to pray for you. Just stand to your feet, such people, and let me pray with you. In the name of Jesus Christ, the perfect healer, I ask for the wind of God's glory to blow upon these ones. Let the wind of healing bring them health and restoration. Let everything that was wrong be corrected. I speak order to their bodies. And you are made whole from today. Thank you because the root of this infirmity is removed. And a new beginning ensues. We give praise to your name for they are healed. In Jesus name we pray. Before you sit down, say to yourself, I'm healed. In Jesus name. You may take your seat. God bless you.